0: Um, I was talking with my wife uh, a couple of days ago about a potential book talking about uh, reversing aging through uh, mitochondrial health. She said uh, me using the term mitochondria was gonna uh, really turn people off and nobody's ever heard of it. I'm a little bit skeptical. I think most of the viewers of this channel have heard of mitochondrial health. I think uh, you're seeing it in a lot of press, but I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, please let me know what you think in the comments. Uh, this video is going to be a, a fairly state-of-the-art review of uh, mitochondria and aging. Um, <clears throat> I'll cover a few things in it. Uh, it's in the uh, uh, academic uh, journal genes and this it do- this one does get academic. Um, and if you're really not into any of the geeky stuff around uh, the biomechanics, the um, biochemistry, the free radicals, as you as we go through this, we'll see some interesting things regarding free radicals. Again, it's oxygen free radicals. It's from oxygenation. It comes from our ability to get um, to get big increases in our energy using oxygen, as opposed to what uh, Uh, fungus or yeast use in breaking down um, sugars to ethanol, they can't go any further. So um, they get far less uh, energy from a glucose molecule than we do. We get a lot of energy from a glucose molecule and far more energy from fat molecules. Again, because we can use oxygen, the mitochondria are the organelles, the part of the uh, cell that allow us to do that. So again, I'm going to try to rip through some uh, fairly academic, uh, but but to me fairly interesting uh, updates on the aging mitochondria. Um, <clears throat> it's in Genes 2018. It's a review article. The title is Aging Mitochondria. It's from a doctor uh, theory in Piso in uh, Italy. They acknowledge that uh, um <clears throat> mitochondria dysfunction has been a central event in uh, many age-related processes. It's uh, the issue, the challenge has been how to distinguish between primary mitochondrial dysfunction driving aging and a secondary mitochondrial uh, impairment resulting from other cellular... uh, that remains to be... in other words, it's a chicken or egg question. Um, Mitochondria have been the center of one leading hypothesis for 50 years and they go through several other hypotheses as well but they focus on this one and then get to the current versions. That 50-year-old hypothesis is the free radical theory. Believe it or not, someone came up with that and published it. I think it was in Science Magazine uh, 50 years ago. Um, It was a fellow from Berkeley and we'll show a little bit of that article. The scientific community has shifted to a more complex view uh, to explain aging. from the uh, simple free radical view and it's talking about a network of events but the mitochondria are still very important and they have the central position in aging and again free radicals are very important but not exactly like we thought they were. Uh, not the same, the same issue. It has to do with a thing called mitohormesis. Again, one of those big words mito meaning mitochondria Hormesis, meaning um, an ability to take very, very small levels of a toxicant and using them to stimulate and stress uh, gen, gen, gen up activity and actually result in an increase in lifestyle from very low levels of toxicants to mitochondria. That's one of the things that you find as you go through this article. And again, I'll leave you this uh, article in uh, our reference and link to it as I usually do under the video. Um, mitochondria have been shown to uh, participate in every aspect of aging. Declining stem cell function and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, cell senescence or aging. Inflammaging, you may have heard that one uh, and many others and we'll talk about that in a minute as well. Modulation of of uh, Metabolic pathways associated with the mitochondria have been shown multiple times to be huge ways of impacting aging, not just in humans. We're talking about multiple laboratory animals, ranging from uh, helminths, which is worms, to mice to uh, other types of lab models. You can you can increase their lifespan by caloric restriction multiple times. Caloric restriction gets a bad name, especially with the fasting community. Just be patient, listen through it. Multiple types of caloric restriction in, including fasting, mimic fasting, intermittent fasting and just plain old caloric restriction during each uh, meal. And of course, now he's at, at this point, these guys are still talking about aerobic exercise. It's interesting that they've not um, seen some of the more recent research Uh, Some of which I'll cover later, not in this video, but in another one and already have covered in other videos on HIIT and mitochondria. Um, If I can remember, I'll put the link to that video um, under this one as well. Anyhow, those are all uh, supported by this activity by uh, mitochondrial research. Now this is just an uh, uh, an image from the article talking about how mitochondria still play a central key role in terms of aging. Um, we've gotten more sophisticated in terms of understanding things like uh, stem cell function, senescence, inflammation, uh, and um, caloric restriction and physical activity. Uh, we've talked, we're getting some new information regarding mitohormesis. Again, I just talked about that for a second. Uh, we'll mention it again a little bit later. And we also, this co- this article also covers a thing called mitophagy and mitogenesis. Mito meaning mitochondria, phagy meaning to eat. In other words, each cell does have a turnover of mitochondria. Um, where some of them are go, some of the mitochondria within the cell are dying and being eaten by the cell while new mitochondria are growing. So um, each cell, for example, may have between 20 and 40 percent of its cytoplasm made up by um, mitochondria. Mitochondria, if we haven't mentioned this, And I certainly haven't yet in this video. They're the powerhouse of the cell and so when you, um, they're what burns whatever fuel we're bringing in. So you read these books like Fat for Fuel by uh, Joe Mercola and some other, um, a lot of other books, a lot of focus on fasting and um, burning fat. These are all looking at um, changing functions and activities within the mitochondria, the powerhouse or furnace or engine of the cell. And again, where the fate of the mitochondria go, so goes the fate of our cells. Where the fate of our cells go, so go we. Now, I made a note over here and pardon my uh, bad writing. It's hard to manage that with my marking system. Uh, If anybody has uh, suggestions on how to mark better, I will I will happily take them. Right now, I'm using uh, Adobe Reader to mark. Uh, I'm going to talk about that 50-year-old article in just a minute. But before I do, a brief introduction. My name is Ford Brewer. Ford, F-O-R-D, Brewer, B-R-E-W-E-R. I started off as an ER doc, got very frustrated, very passionate about the majority of death, disease, and disability that patients were bringing into my ER uh, was something that was totally preventable. Docs don't usually focus on prevention. Um, There are a few places which have really good programs in prevention. Uh, I went to one of them, Johns Hopkins, had a blast, uh, ended up running the program um, and have ended up with a career over 30 years since then of helping primary care docs mostly, um, cardiologists as well, uh, and patients prevent disease as opposed to um, waiting until it happens and treating it. Um, <clears throat> this channel is just a, another way to provide that preventive information. I talked about that 50-year-old article. This was actually published again in 1957. Um, it was by Denham Harmon, uh, an MD-PhD, out of University UC Berkeley, and aging a theory break based on free radical and radiation chemistry. It's interesting. The major reason I bring this up is that it connects a couple of dots that a lot of people are not aware of. When we talk about free radicals, we're talking about oxygen-free radicals. These right here OH, which is hydroxyl. Um, you add one more hydrogen to that and you get plain old water um, and HO2. Uh, it's so, it's uh, very similar to a peroxide um, uh, thing uh, molecule. Now both of those should help you to connect some dots. Um, both of them are associated with oxygen. Oxygen again is what I talked about a few minutes ago which allows us to get more energy and burn uh, glucose and fats, sugars and fats. The uh, the other thing to think about with oxidation is what uh, mechanics and other and um, uh, other tradesmen call oxidation. That's just plain old rust and again, rust is how we um, is how we get energy but it's also something that's uh, within every one of our cells and it's something that can rust us out, cause cardiovascular inflammation and other types of inflammation. The other dot I wanted to connect is that again, this was uh, associated These free free oxygen radicals are created in that powerhouse with the mitochondria and um, this was recognized over 50 years ago. So back to the um, to the theory article um, mitochondrial dysfunction associated with aging. There are a few other items I just wanted to cover quickly um, again to get some concepts out there and help uh, those of you who have interest in mitochondrial function and aging. Um, help you connect some dots and be aware of some things. Uh, mitochondrial alterations have been described in uh, aging tissues from many organs for a long time. Started out with muscle and heart. Sarcopenia is loss of muscle tissue associated with uh, mitochondrial dysfunction. Heart failure is the, uh, you know, it's a huge issue related to loss of heart mitochondria. But they also have seen and studied it in many other tissues, liver, brain and and fat adipose is fat tissue. Um, The mitochondrial alterations that were seen during aging are a decrease in number and density of mitochondria uh, as well as decreased mitogenesis and remember mito is mitochondria genesis is creation. So a decreased creation, natural turn- creation in the natural turnover of mitochondria. That goes on with aging. Um, It's- if you look at the specific individual mitochondria themselves, you also see decreased function. Um, They have a decreased ability to uh, create ATP, adenosine triphosphate. That is the currency that our body uses for respiration or Getting energy out of uh, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. So uh, decreased ATP production by the engine or the powerhouse of the cell is a bad thing. Um, a key reported feature um, in the recent studies of, um, of uh, mitochondrial dysfunction has to do with the DNA. MT DNA stands for mitochondrial DNA. And they're seeing a lot of problems with mitochondrial DNA. They think it very well may be because um, I also forgot to mention another thing. Mitochondria are the only part of our body that functions using a totally different type of DNA. Uh, in fact, many uh, I hesitate to to go too deep into this digression, but Many people theorize that for some reason, mitochondria used to be some other bacteria that has uh, inserted itself into the human cell. That gets, uh, that gets way out there from a whole bunch of different perspectives. But here's why that, that theory has occurred. The fact that the rest of our body and the rest of our cell functions on the DNA that's located within our cell nucleus. Our mitochondria don't. They function on a totally separate mitochondrial DNA. That mitochondrial DNA, by the way, is inherited from our mothers, not our fathers. So because that mitochondrial DNA is located very close to the furnace or these reactive oxygen species, um, there's the assumption that that's why we are seeing so many DNA large deletions and point mutations and just uh, errors and um, junking up and aging of mitochondrial DNA with the aging process. So that has uh, back to the mitochondrial free radical uh, theory of aging. So again, the theory is that that's where the oxygen is being used to burn uh, carbohydrates, fats, proteins. These, uh, This free oxygen forms radicals like peroxide. And you know from using peroxide, oh, that's when I was when I was a kid, uh, teenager. Kids used to use peroxide to bleach their hair. Peroxide denatures protein. It's a very, very reactive um, chemical. So <clears throat> given the fact that you've got that peroxide, those other free radicals, right there concentrated in the mitochondria. Um, there's the theory that this aging results in uh, these large uh, errors in our DNA within our mitochondria, our mitochondrial DNA, and that leads to aging. Now, this has been supported by a wealth of correlative uh, research and data. Uh, for example, there's a thing called copper zinc antioxidants, uh dismutase. again it's a what it is, uh, just to be frank and simple, it's a chemo- it's a, an enzyme that decreases the um, the free oxygen rat- radicals, the antioxidant dismutase. There are lab animals like certain lab rats have been breeded to have a big increase. In that enzyme, in, their lifespan increases significantly. So whenever you have cells that have this overexpression of uh, superoxide dismutase, the lifespan of that that animal uh, increases. They've done it with, again, insects, um, mice, again, other lab animals. There are other types of superoxide dismutases. Again, they have the same impact. They increase the lifespan of mitochondria, and again, how goes the mitochondria, so goes the rest of the cell, so goes the rest of the the organism. Now, as we get a little bit uh, deeper into these theories of mitochondria and its role in aging. It, there it has become somewhat nuanced and by that what uh, what these authors mean is that um, they're saying maybe it's not totally driven by the mitochondria but the mitochondria still play a central role. Um, you look at things like stem cells SSC is somatic stem cells. Uh, there's been a major link between the ability for stem cells to continue to replicate and the health of the mitochondria within those stem cells. So in other words, it was there was an observation that uh, mutator mouse somatic stem cells could be partially reversed by antioxidants. In other words, they they bred a mouse in this situation that died early because of um, aging. They, it, it died early because of um, aging associated with um, mitochondrial decline. They put antioxidants. Um, they uh, increased their their uh, lab rat chow with antioxidants and increased the lifespan of these of these lab rats. So again, these observations fall in line with the idea that mitochondria are important. They're critical. They're, uh, they're important in stem cell function. They're important in um, getting energy out of uh, whatever we eat. They're the engine of the cell and they're important in aging. Um, <clears throat> just a last couple of minutes uh, for those of you who are still here. If you have an interest connecting a few other dots, you may have heard of Sir 2 and 1, Cert 1. There's a fella. I can't remember his name right now. He's one of the top anti-aging guys. Uh, The guy, uh, David, uh, can't remember again right now. He's in Harvard and and, in New South Wales. He has a product called NMN. He's been very focused in SIRT1 and the sirtuins. mTOR, the target of rapamycin, uh, pathway has been a major uh, focus in terms of anti-aging. All of these um, a- AMPK, all of these things that we're we've heard about in other videos, other videos I've done and uh, work around anti-aging all involve the metabolism, the respiratory activity, the burning of uh, fuel in the mitochondria. So I think we're getting uh, about where we need to be. Um, human lifespan's been increased dra- dramatically in the past decades, likely to keep rising. Keeping these, oh, these old and very old people healthy is going to be a major challenge. Uh, we got to know how aging is happening. And again, these these authors, as well as a few others, Nir Barzilai is another uh, of three big. Uh, global authors and researchers in uh, in aging and he, he um, sees aging as a disease. He's saying look and these authors do too. Look, we're beginning to understand the mechanism of the disease pathway in aging. We need to quit seeing aging as something natural and begin to see it as a disease model. So, <clears throat> Actually, I've done uh, videos on three different uh, researchers, all of whom are uh, big, well-known in the anti-aging area and who have excellent research. Near Barzillai uh, in New York, who's doing research with uh, metformin. Wants to put metformin in the water and give it to everybody. David Sinclair is the guy I was trying to remember a few minutes ago. He's at Harvard in New South Wales. He has a product called NMN. It's a, a... niacinamide. It's uh, related to niacin and related to these uh, metabolic processes within the mitochondria. The third of these three uh, global researchers on aging is Walter Longo and how is he doing it? By caloric restriction. His version of caloric restriction is a thing called uh, mimicked fasting. I've got three or four videos on that as well. So again, all of this focus on aging really goes back down to the mitochondria and how we use oxygen to burn uh, our fuel. I'm just going to mention one other item real quick. It's called mitohormesis. Mito meaning hypo uh, uh, meaning meaning mitochondria and hormesis meaning that one's a little bit more complicated. It's taking something which is usually a toxicant or a poison and getting little bits of it, when you get small bits of it, you actually end up transforming the uh, the organelle, the, the organism, increasing its uh, resiliency and increasing the lifespan. That's the concept I'm going to leave you with. It's one of the more recent uh, focus points with mitochondria. What they have found is that uh some of the reactive uh oxygen species or d- uh, signals are actually causing an increase in the um the strength of the mitochondria and therefore the organism um but that that's uh for something that's for later on i think that uh that's a little bit too complicated to get into right now it's a little bit too early so to finish it all again thanks for your attention Um, But here's the thing. Best intervention so far in mammals and different aging models whether you're talking about worms, insects, lab rats, humans remain dietary intervention that can mean caloric restriction, intermittent uh, fasting, nutrient deprivation, fasting, fasting fasting mimicking, and physical activity. Again, they just said physical activity. He didn't get into the whole issue of hit. And you know from some of the other research that I've covered, HIIT, High Intensity Interval Training, is huge for improving mitochondrial function. For those of you who've made it this far, thank you again for your interest.